Mark's Gospel, it is always a journey to the reign of God, to that day when God shall be all in all, and all tears shall be wiped away, and there will be peace. Contrary to many cultural beliefs in our society, the following of Jesus does not mean that we will be insulated from the storms and rages of life, of human history. Following Jesus does not mean that all of our life will be just one big joy ride after another. As a matter of fact, in our second reading this morning from 2 Corinthians 6, Paul is very clear that as a result of becoming a disciple of Jesus, he has known authentic love and joy. But he is also very clear, and he lists these, that he has also known beatings, imprisonments, hunger, and sleepless nights. Initially, the disciples may have thought that Jesus was the answer to all their problems, but they soon discovered following Jesus that they had problems that they never would have had if they had not made the decision to follow him. In the 16th century, St. John of the Cross, in what is now a classic work entitled The Ascent of Mount Carmel, was very clear that in authentic Christian spirituality, one always experiences what John called the night, the dark night of the soul. And John is also very clear that in the dark night, we should not seek to flee, but in the dark night, we should be willing to journey on, trusting God, even as the night grows darker. In our gospel reading today from the fourth chapter of Mark's gospel, Jesus has been preaching all day long. He's been preaching on the banks of the Sea of Galilee. A large crowd has now gathered. He's had to move into a little boat on the side of the shore. And he continues to preach. Many people are attracted to what he's saying. Others not so attracted. At the end of a long day, 
he suggests to the disciples that they get in a boat and sail to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Now, most likely, the disciples' response was not, what a good idea. Most, most likely, the response of the, idea, the, the disciples, what, what, are you crazy? Here we are on this side where there's a lot of acceptance and we sort of know the score. We don't know what's going to happen on the other side. That's foreign territory. Also, many storms come up at night on the Sea of Galilee and why in the world would we want to do that when we can be safe right here in this port? But they decide to listen to Jesus and they get in the boat with him and they sail off into the night. And what happens? A storm comes up and the boat begins to fill with water and the disciples are scared to death. Now Mark tells us that Jesus continues to sleep what Mark wants you to know in the story, when he talks about Jesus being asleep, was that Jesus trusts God. That Jesus has absolute confidence in God, even in the midst of the storm. But the disciples don't. Finally, the disciples wake him up, and they ask their penetrating question, do you not care if we perish? Jesus does care. He not only cares, but he acts. And he, 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 he does something which is very interesting. He preaches to the sea. He preaches to the sea, and in, in Greek it's, it's far different than peace be still. In Greek, the, 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 the language is more like shut up, shut up, raging sea. And the sea seems to, seems to recognize the divine voice and there is calm and then Jesus says to the disciples also in Greek in very harsh language the Greek word he uses delos which is cowards you cowards did you not trust God and Mark tells us that Jesus marvels that Jesus marvels at the lack of faith of the disciples and the disciples look around at each other and they say, who is this? Who is this? And the story ends in awe and wonder. Awe and wonder. One of the things that we are called to remember this day is that a primary symbol for the church has from very early times always been a ship. As a matter of fact, the word nave, this part of the church in which we are sitting, comes from the Greek word navus, which is the word for, word for ship. And, and churches are built looking kind of like a large ship. The church is called as a ship 
to sail into the storms of human history. Some of you may know that the, that the symbol of the World Council of Churches is a ship and the mast forms a cross and the ship is always sailing into the storms of life. The Good Ship Church is not called to remain in safe port. The Good Ship Church is not called to stay in dry dock too long. Staying in dry dock too long means that you could rot. But the church is called to sail, to sail into the storms of human history. And those storms that we would prefer to avoid. Those storms of gun violence, of racism, of sexism, of homophobia, of rape of the earth. To name a few. We are called to sail into those storms, trusting Jesus as we move and experiencing the raging of the stormy waters. Being a disciple means that often you were called to sail into perilous waters. In one of my parishes, I, I, I worked with a couple, ministered with them for some time, who were extremely, extremely wealthy. They were a couple who was always looking and examining their lives. They were looking at both the gifts that they had and their limitations. They were looking at what it meant to be such a privileged first world family. We often forget, don't we, how privileged we are. If you look at wealth in the world, you know, anyone who has access to over $50,000 a year is in the top 10% of the wealthiest people in the world. We often forget our own standing in the world. They thought a lot about it. They gave a lot to the church. They supported many organizations, but they also felt that they had to move beyond just using their money, which was a lot. And they made a decision. They made a decision to adopt four troubled children over a period of about six years. Now they had a great interest in children and the well-being of children. They were not really young when they did this. They were in their mid-40s. But the next 15 years of their lives with these four troubled children they had adopted became outwardly just one raging storm after another. These kids were arrested. These kids abused drugs. These kids sold drugs. These kids seem oblivious to the fact that by being adopted into this family, they had become multimillionaires. But there was an interesting thing that happened to this couple. As they began to experience what it was like for their own children to be arrested and go through the judicial process, 
they became extremely, extremely interested in what happened to arrested children, what happens to children when they're sentenced in courts. As they experienced the drug abuse that they experienced in their, with their own children, they became also more interested in what happens to young children who engage in drug abuse. And they themselves became much more committed to helping us face into that reality. And even though on the outward look of things, they suffered a great deal. I remember one time talking with the father who, who had been at three different jails that week getting three different kids out. It looked like that it was a great struggle, and it was. And I don't mean to sugarcoat their struggle in any way. But they were also transformed. They were also transformed in a way which made them very different people. One of the things that we sometimes forget is that when we cry out to Jesus in the midst of the storms of life, when we cry out, do you care? Do you not care if we perish? That sometimes what we mean by caring and what Jesus means by caring are not the same thing. When we speak of being cared for, we, we most often mean being healthy, happy, getting what we want. But when Jesus speaks about caring, Jesus usually means helping us move through our own self-centered behavior so that we become people for others, especially the suffering, oppressed other. And that is always a stormy journey. But it is also, in the New Testament, the only way that you come to know authentic life, which is what Jesus said he came to bring to all people. In the storms of life, in the storms of life as we sail into the reality of jail children, separated children, as we sail into the world of drug abuse, as we sail into the various struggles that we experience in our own society, as we sail into those, we are called to realize that faith in large part means simply being willing to stay in the boat with Jesus even when the storms are raging and the darkness grows darker and we are scared to death. St. Augustine said it's very important to remember that in the storms of life, whatever the storm is, Jesus is asleep in all of us. And in whatever storm we find ourselves in, 
Our task is simply through prayer to wake him up. Let there be peace among us. And let us never be instruments of our own or anyone else's oppression. Amen.